0: If you don't have faith, you're wasting your time. You can read the Bible, but if you don't really believe it, but as you believe what God says in His Word, then you're going to have peace of God. You're going to be able to share with others, and others will know that you are a Christian, that you love Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then they'll come to know Christ for your life.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Continuing our focus on the Lord's mighty love, Roll's message today will center on the freedom and rest found in Christ. We'll see that, like the Israelites who waffled in their faith and wandered in a desert for 40 years, we could be missing out on the Lord's richest abundance. If you have your Bible handy, turn with us to Hebrews chapter 4. Here's Roll Reese. This great chapter
0: could be called entering into his rest, not our rest, his rest. Paul the Apostle here wants us to enter into his rest with spiritual, knowing and recognizing that, look, I enter into God's rest. Let me give you an illustration, going back to the Old Testament. When you have Moses coming to Egypt and taking the Israelis out, God's people out. And on their way out, it's only an 11-day journey from here to here. And as they leave, they begin to murmur and complain and disobey God's word. So an 11-day journey turns out to be 40 years. And in those 40 years, God is going to clean house. He's going to take out every disobedient person, every murmur, every complainer. So that when he gets to the borderline and they're getting ready to go across to the other side to Canaan, the house of God. That he's going to have to say to those that are going in, you can go in now and Moses no, Joshua is going to lead you into the promised land. Moses was expected to go to the other side, but now he can go on. But Joshua is the one that is going to take the people of God. Not the murmurs, not the complainers. Those will die in the wilderness. The people that Paul's going to be speaking to, he's speaking to Jews, the Hebrews. They've been so hung up on the law. And they've came to Jesus Christ, but they want to go back to the law. When the Bible says here, you want to go back, why don't you rest in the Lord? They want to rest in the law. You can't rest on the law. The law takes you back to bondage. It makes you work. Because it tells you, in order to be saved, you got to work for your salvation. And that's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus said, you don't have to work. Just believe. Believe by faith. And you'll be saved. You don't have to work. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then you begin to serve the Lord, not work, you begin to serve the Lord, those works become real. And those will be the works that you'll be judged on the day of judgment. What called the Bema Seed of Christ, Romans 14.10 and 2 Corinthians 5.10. Not for your sins. Your sins already have been judged where Jesus Christ came and died for your sins on the cross. And what I need to do now is I want to enter onto His rest, capital H-I-S, His rest, not my rest, not the rest of the law, but the rest that comes through faith in Jesus Christ and the peace of God that passes all understanding. So here, In chapter 4, verse 1, he begins the promise of rest. He says, therefore, because of this, since a promise remains of entering his rest. See, it's a promise. Let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. So if you want to enter into his rest, one word, faith. We enter by faith. No faith any of you seems to have come short of it because of what? Unbelief. You want to have faith, not unbelief. Unbelief is a sin. That's what the Bible teaches. And I wrote this down. Rest we have with the Holy Spirit in his work. Secondly, that life is a victory in Christ Jesus. And thirdly, the example given to us is who? The children of Israel. Those that believe and those that did not believe, they died because of unbelief. Unbelief is a great sin. You heard Paul in verse 1 declare sins a promise. It's a promise from the Lord that is given to us. The promise remains of entering into his rest. The promise given to each one of us. The promise of entering into his rest. In verse 2 he says, For indeed the gospel, the good news, was preached to us as well as to them. So here the gospel is being preached to the Jews as to the apostles. And now today is being preached to, who? to us. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't the good news, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't read our Bibles. And yet, to other people, like we declare, the good news is doing works. And that's not what it's all about. He goes on to say this. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. He says, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith in those who heard it. Faith is the key. Man, every time you fight faith, put a circle around it. Because the mere knowledge of God's message is not sufficient. It's faith. The faith that I have, the faith that I've learned, as you notice here, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. If you really don't have faith in your life, concerning what Jesus Christ is. So faith is salvation in faith. We come to Christ by faith. And then the faith that we have, we operate or we live every day until the day we die. Unbelief doesn't do it. Verse 2 again. But the word of God, which they've heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. You see, if you don't have faith, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. You can read the Bible, but if you don't really believe it, but as you believe what God says in his word, then you're going to have peace of God. You're going to be able to share with others and others will know that you are a Christian. That you love Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then they'll come to know Christ for your life. Verse 3, For we who have believed do enter that rest, Underline that. We already are entering into the rest by faith in Jesus Christ. We're not saved by works. You have no rest if you're living by works. Because he goes on to declare. He says, For so we who have believed do not enter that rest. Or says, As he said, So I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Why? Because of unbelief. They don't believe. We who have believed do enter that rest. But if you don't believe, you don't enter that rest, but you enter God's wrath. That's what he tells them. You're entering God's wrath. Although the works, notice, the works were finished. you've done all these works from the foundation of the world, it doesn't matter. Our works are finished, but we're free in Christ Jesus. I'm resting in Christ. In His love, in His grace, in His mercies. I keep repeating myself because that's where it's at. You got to brainwash yourself. Don't work, rest. Verse 4 For He has spoken in a certain place on the seventh day of this way. His God rested on the seventh day from all His works, but Here, Israel's Sabbath, if you go back to the book of Exodus on the Sabbath day, they didn't pick up anything, they didn't do anything like that. They still do that in Israel. But think about that. They're under the law, they're not free. And so many Christians can be under the wrath of God because of unbelief. We're free, totally free. Then he says, in verse 4 again, for he has spoken in certain place of the seventh day. In this way, God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Remember? He entered into his rest. We have entered into his rest. Verse 5. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Why? Unbelief. You can't enter God's rest with unbelief. You gotta have faith, and it's so awesome to enter into God's rest because you're free. He says, verse six: Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of what? Disobedience. Disobedience. That is what kept them from God from having God in their lives. And that can keep you and me, notice disobedience, unbelief, from being in the presence of God. The children of Israel did not enter the promises of God because of disobedience and because of unbelief. Verse 7, Again he designates a certain day, saying, David, notice twice, today, after such a long time, It has been said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for more Bible-based resources to guide you in following Jesus. You'll also want to join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's get back to more of today's teaching. He
0: says, verse 8, For if Joshua
1: had given them rest...
0: Then he would not afterwards have spoken of another day. God's true rest did not come through Joshua or Moses. It comes through Jesus Christ. Remember that. Joshua is a type of Christ. But they didn't bring any rest. The rest came when Jesus was sent from all eternity to come here for 33 years. And after 33 years, he gave himself over to be killed. For the sins of the world. And we enter into that rest. And we continue to be in that rest. In the kingdom of God. The greater to receive. That we worship. Who is that Jesus Christ. He goes on to declare. Verse 9. There remains therefore a rest. And that's a spiritual rest. Remember that. A spiritual rest for the people of God. We are God's people. So we have entered into a spiritual rest that we have at all times, and that rest was given to us by the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that he left here when he went to the Mount Malus and he ascended to heaven in a cloud, and he 's coming back again in Acts chapter two, what happened? The Holy Spirit came one hundred and twenty were baptized, and from one hundred and twenty the whole world, every Christian. Was baptized by the Holy Spirit. And he says, today, once again, verse 9 again, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. So here we are with the rest of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And then, verse 10, he says, for he who has entered his rest, capital H, has himself also ceased from the works. Or his works as God did from his. No more works. We're not saved by works. We don't receive peace by works. And he's stuck to the Jews and he's stuck to you and me. So important for me to share with people when I do share with people. To be that example that I give them the truth of God's word. So I'll take him to the book of Hebrews. I'll take him to First John. I'll take him to the gospels. Or I'll take him back to Joshua or Leviticus or Numbers. The law's being established or the book of Exodus. And when you know the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you have the law in those five books. And then you go to the books like Joshua all the way to Esther. Historical books. And then you have the poetical books. Notice that Job and all the way to the book of Proverbs. And then you come to the prophetical books, which starts with the major prophets, and it goes Isaiah all the way to the minor prophets, to the end of the Old Testament, and the 400-year societies, and then the New Testament. Incredible. The way God set up his word so that we can understand it, and we can worship Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have to be willing to study. We have to be willing to say, Lord, I want to enter your rest. Verse 11, he says, Let us now, therefore, be diligent to enter that rest. You got to be diligent. You can't give up. You can't do it halfway. You got to do it 100%. And when you have that diligence, When you become diligent to enter into that rest, he says, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. When a disobedience gets in the way, you cannot enter into his rest. The Holy Spirit is grieved. Cannot do its work. Verse 11 again. Let us therefore be diligent to enter into. And to rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience? And then verse 12, for the word of God, notice, he says, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And that's a famous verse. Hebrews 4.12, memorize it. Put it in your Bible. Because what he's doing here, he's speaking of the word of God comforting. Not only comforting, but teaching you, leading you, guiding you, convicting you. It's not an emotional experience. It's an experience that is not emotional, but it's true in my life. It's the word of God. God knows your thoughts every day. And I'm so happy that he knows my thoughts. My thoughts change when I'm in the word of God reading. Why? Because it says we're supposed to have the mind of Christ Jesus. And the only way to have the mind of Christ Jesus is right here. The word of God. Listen to a Bible study on the radio, on TV, whatever it is. Sitting here tonight, hearing God's word. As he says, as the joints and marrow, and as a discerner, notice, of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Why? The heart is deceitful, this wicked. Who could know it? I, the Lord, know it. your heart. How many times have you discerned people's hearts? Their hearts were evil. And God told you to be careful with that person. They have no discernment. They have no love. They have no care for anybody. And they want to hurt you. You want to make sure your heart is right with God. That you can be trusted. And as the Lord trusts you. Because he sees your heart. That you have forgiven. That you love. That he's going to say to you. Now I'm going to use your life. And he does. And when he uses your life. It's because you're entering into his rest. Is rest. Jesus Christ has given us that rest as we've been speaking in this whole chapter. He goes on. He declares, verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of who? Of Jesus Christ to whom we must give an account. But I love what he says here, to whom we must give an account. One day, we're going to stand before him. Romans 14.10. 2 Corinthians 5.10. The bema seat of Christ. As a believer. If as non-believer, they will stand at the, not the bema Christ. They're going to stand in Revelation chapter 20, 11 through 15. The white throne judgment. And the white throne judgment is a horrible judgment. When you read it, it says that the Antichrist, a false prophet, the devil, are going to be casting his demons into this place called the lake of fire. And then God's going to, and I was talking to so somebody today, I said he has a book, two books. once open, whose names are not written in the book of life. They're going to stand in judgment. Our name got put it in the book of life when we accepted Christ. It's there. But imagine millions and billions of people that are going to stand in the presence of God and the books are going to be open, and he's going to judge every person. Everything will be brought out. Everything. And then when they look at you and they look at me, there's nothing. The book is empty. The only book my name is, is in the book of life in your name. When you came to Christ, he wrote it down. But these other people that belong to Satan, their names are not written in the book of life. The only way to get your name in the book of life is to repent and accept Christ by faith. And then you're going to stand in a place of resting in Jesus Christ. And your name is going to be written in the book of life. He goes on, verse 14 Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Who's that? Jesus Christ. Who has passed, he's saying this because our Jews remember they had a high priest. They went into the holiest of holies. Christ became the high priest when the Old Testament was finished. Seeing then that we have a great high priest whom has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. Notice hold fast to your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior.
1: Well, today as you think about the needless struggles the Israelites experienced due to their lack of faith in the wilderness, we hope this has challenged you to fully entrust your life to the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review the lesson you've just heard, call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. When you make your request, ask for Roll's teaching from Hebrews chapter 4. Now, we'd also like to tell you about a resource from Roll titled Understanding God's Compassion. This four-chapter booklet will equip you with a solid foundation of biblical insight into who the Lord is and what He desires for you as His child. You'll see that when you commit your life to God, He'll forgive your sins, heal your heart, provide for your needs, and protect you in adversity. To order Rolf's book titled Understanding God's Compassion, visit com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Here at Somebody Loves You Radio, we've taken advantage of the latest technology to bring you a virtual library of resources that you can take with you wherever you go. And best of all, it's free. It's our Somebody Loves You app that features Bible studies that cover an assortment of topics and a daily Bible reading plan to keep you on track reading through God's Word. If you'd like to browse even more resources, there's a link to our online store. Download the free app today when you visit somebodylovesyou.com and click on the mobile app link at the top of the page. Somebody Loves You Radio is a listener-supported ministry. Your generous partnership keeps us on the air, and every contribution you make is tax-deductible. we are so thankful to be able to study God's word with you today. And we invite you to join us again next time. We'll continue with more in this series with insight into the Lord's tireless care for his people. You'll see that you can completely trust him even in your darkest hours. Here's Raul with a final word.
0: And then he says this, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He knows. He knows everything about you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your sins. He knows everything about you. And then he says this, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Isn't that cool? That makes me feel better. That he went through every everything you've ever gone through except never sinning because he is God. Where I sinned, you sinned. And yet he was there for you. Yet he was there with you. And one day we'll stand before him, with him, without sin. One of these days Jesus is going to come. And lastly, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Enter into his rest. That we may obtain mercy. And find grace, again grace. To help in time of what? In time of need. Is tonight your time of need? Hey, we're here. Start it tonight. Let us finish well tonight. I am falling
1: in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.